My name is Drew Joyner, and you're listening to the Beyond the Garment podcast, a podcast dedicated to enriching the lives of others by talking about sustainability, art, fashion, and culture. We hope you enjoy listening to this episode as much as we enjoy creating it. Hello, hello, everyone. You're listening to the Beyond the Garment podcast, and in today's episode, we're going to have an exquisite, exquisite guest for you guys to listen to today. I am accompanied by art director and photographer Kelly Smith, who works with a fantastic, sustainably focused clothing brand named United by Blue. But before we get into all that, Kelly, how are you doing today? I mean, with an intro like exquisite, I'm doing great. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very nice uh, adjective. I'm, I'm good. Um, you know, it's election week, so surviving <laughs> exactly exactly the day, try to sleep well at night but uh yeah overall feeling good that it's hopefully near the end of it yeah the the elections um this year are very very stressful for a lot of americans i know um stressful for everyone i mean no one really knows the result and it's been you know a few days after the election and it'll probably be a lot more days until it comes to a conclusion <laughs> and yes. so yeah, and, um, um United by Blue is based in Philly. I live like a few blocks from the office, so it's uh it's been pretty wild to feel like we're kind of in one of the very watched cities right now. Most definitely, uh, Philly's Philly's been on the map for a few reasons this year, but I'm glad that you know the city feels like it's really coming together, and there's rallies and stuff right now, and they all look like I mean I'm, I'm not out there because I'm pretty paranoid about COVID, but yeah, same. Um, you know, they're like big parties and it's pretty wild time to live here. Definitely, definitely, definitely. And that that's pretty cool. Um, but today's episode is about you, Kelly. Um, obviously, there's a lot of things happening on, on in the environment, in the ancillary. But let's kind of dive into this first question. Um, I'm really excited for this episode because, um, you know, just doing research on you, you seem to be an accomplished individual for your age. And, and, and you know, I think that you can provide a lot of value to those listening um, to this podcast today. But let's just let's let's take it back before we kind of talk about your professional career. Let's talk about you as a, as a person. Right. And my first question I want to ask you is, you know, what is your background, Kelly? Where are you from and how is it like for you growing up as a kid? So I am from a suburb of Philadelphia, from Kenneth Square. It's a very, you know, cute, small town. Uh, I grew up, I think, pretty sheltered. I think I had a pretty typical, you know, suburban American childhood. Um, I had an older brother and sister who, growing up, I always felt were much more outgoing than me. I was very much the, my mom says I was outgoing, but... I was pretty much just outgoing with adults. I was, I was really had a hard time relating to kids my age. And I wanted to like read books during recess. And I was really into anything creative. And right. I came from a family of more athletic people than, than creative people. So, right, right. you know, I'd walk around with my little red wagon full of clay to go get my neighbors to do stuff with me. And um, I, I was always like, arranging my stuffed animals on my bed and then taking their portraits with my disposable camera. <laughs> That's <So>. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it all started pretty young. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And, and 
like, can you give us more detail about, you know, different moments in your life where, you know, you were a kid and like, like what, what, what sports did your, 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 um, your siblings play and, and like, what were you, did you go to their games? Like, were you like reading a book at their games or like, what, like, what kind of things did you like, how is your family, um, dynamic with you being the more kind of, um, less athletic or less sports acclimated sibling? <laughs> Listen, I tried. <laughs> I, I really tried to do the athletics thing because my mom is a volleyball coach. She oh, played wow. volleyball her whole life. And, you know, from the time I was young, she was very like, you know, I'm going to teach you to have a really good overhand throw. You know, like she right. really wanted me to be the way she approaches it is very much like a female empowerment thing too, which was, which was pretty cool. She definitely always encouraged my sister and I from a young age to feel that, you know, we were strong and powerful. And I think for her sports had a lot to do with that. So definitely, I think a lot of that honestly plays into who I am now. So, you know, I took some of those team sports ideals and I think I still apply those to my life, but yeah, I mean, I tried a bunch of sports. I tried swimming, and my family still laughs about how I was trying to get my backstroke perfect, and I was always the last one <laughs> to finish a race. <laughs> but I was happy if I felt like my form was good. Right, um, right. But yeah, I was always the last kid in the pool. I played, I played volleyball under my mom, uh, you know, throughout middle school and high school right so that mom coach relationship is always interesting Definitely. but yeah my my brother had sports center on all the time was always playing baseball and basketball and yeah when i go to his games i like play in the trees with the other kids <laughs> never my, my primary interest <laughs> that's really interesting um and kind of moving towards you know, as you grew up, when did you when did you start getting involved in photography? Because it's one thing to be creative. And I think now when I look at you and I look at, you know, your Instagram and I look at, you know, different sources that, you know, display your work. Um, you know, I think you're 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 amazing. You're wonderful at what you do. Right. Where, where did that process start or when did it start for you to get into photography? Well, first of all, thank you. It's very kind of you to say um, I really started to dive into photography when I was in high school. I took a, we had electives that we had to sign up for every year. They could be, you know, art or theater or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there was an intro to film photography class that was offered. And a few of my friends joined it. A lot of kids just use it as a study hall because there wasn't a lot of work you needed to do for the class. Right. So I signed up for it thinking it was just going to be like an easy you know, kind of whatever free space for my day. And throughout the course of the first few, you know, very classic film photography assignments where it's like, you know, find faces and stuff in like inanimate objects, uh, practice your rule of thirds, stuff like that. I, I really fell in love with not even the photography to begin with, but the developing process. Cause we were, you know, developing all of our own film. We, we did the whole darkroom thing mm-hmm. and that process just was really meditative for me as like a high schooler who was very stressed out about social stuff all the time. And, um, you know, I just had a lot of, you know, classic high school things that I was 
worried about on a day-to-day basis and exactly. I just always felt like the second I went into that dark room and I had music on and I was just in heaven and I, I wanted to be there all the time I'd you know be there after school until my mom was like you need to come home for dinner <laughs> so I became a little bit addicted to the process and then over time my photos naturally started to get better because I was shooting so much just so right. I could develop and, and work on things and uh, it really just snowballed from there. Definitely, definitely. And, you know, what kind of advice, Kelly, or, or insight would you give to an individual who's listening right now that, you know, maybe they are in high school or maybe they're, um, you know, a young individual who wants to get into photography? Obviously, it was it was something, you know, in terms of schooling for you. Would you recommend someone kind of, you know, exploring their different options at their local high school or, or at university? Um, like, what, what what would you say to someone who wants to take that first step? Well, I think photography is so different now for high schoolers, for middle schoolers, or anyone who wants to get into it, because back when I was getting into photography, we had social media, but it was all on, like, a family desktop computer. Right, right. We didn't have iPhones. It makes me sound so old. I'm only 28, but it was like, you know, a century ago that there was no Instagram or TikTok or whatever. You weren't surrounded by imagery in the same way that you are now. So mm-hmm. like, I, I don't know if high schools still offer film photography classes. If they do definitely take it because I, I often feel like what makes me unique in this landscape, I guess, is the fact that like, you don't need a background an educational background in photography to be a good photographer. Right. You know, plenty of people who are self-taught. It's not something you need a, a degree to do well. But where I felt like it really did help me was, you know, in the art history sense. Like, I got to spend time, like, really obsessing over these amazing photographers, Mm -hmm. like, you know, Robert Frank, and people who not only did fashion photography, but um, people who were street photographers, and, like, really studying the emotional connection of those photos, which unless you're going out of your way to study really good photojournalists and really high-end fashion photographers these days, most of the photos you're seeing are like what's popular on social media. Right. And I think that by studying people who are masters of their craft and also learning the fundamentals of how photography began, which is film, for me, it really developed this like romantic connection to it Definitely. in a way that I think it's easy to lose now because you're always, you know, chasing after likes and, and how many people, you know, are going to be impressed by this when I post to social media. And like, right. you know, I fall victim to that too. And it's just kind of the nature of things these days. But I think what keeps me grounded is that really emotional connection I have to it from the people I'm inspired by. And, um, you know, this, this feeling that I got from the dark room and, when I'm able to really get into it as an art form again, yep. it it really changes everything. Definitely, definitely. And I love I love that answer because, you know, you're talking about, you know, beauty and inspiration. And I think for anyone who wants to do something with their life in, in the creative or the art world, um, I think it really starts with what you're talking about. Um, you have to kind of fall in love with 
you know, whatever you decide to do. And I know, you know, I've, for me, Kelly, you don't know me. I played basketball. I was, I was a division one athlete and it's similar for me in basketball. When I first, you know, when I was you know seven years old and I started dribbling the basketball and I, I fell in love with it, it was, it was, it wasn't about, you know, how many likes I can get on Instagram or it, it, there's a very, um, um, very just, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, humble, I guess, beginning in the sense that I love, I love it because I love it. And I think that's what you're talking about here. Um, And so I'm kind of curious to know a little bit about, you know, your involvement with United by Blue and how you got involved with them. Can you explain how you got involved involved with United by Blue? And can you explain what it is a little bit as well or what the company kind of stands for so people can kind of get a better understanding of that, too? Yeah. So I'll give the UVB intro first because I think that makes more sense chronologically. So. United by Blue is a, we call it a sustainable lifestyle brand, which is kind of hard to wrap your head around, but the real goal of it is to provide clothing that is, you know, made by reputable and, you know, fair trade manufacturers that's also made from the most sustainable materials that we can find. Mm -hmm. And... You know, I can, I can go off on a tangent about this, but I'll try to keep it short. <laughs> but sustainability marketing in general is very interesting right now. And it's something that I feel, I don't know, kind of it is going to evolve over the next few years. Mm-hmm. When I first joined UBB, which I'll, I'll get to in a minute, but I, I joined in 2014. And so I've now been with the company for six years. And when I first joined, so we've always had this mission of, removing one pound of trash from oceans and waterways for every product that we sell. Yep. And when I first joined, the company was very much in like a hipster outdoor space. If you remember Instagram of like five years ago, it was all people standing on mountaintops, yep. negative space. Yep. It's like, you know, hashtag explore, hashtag adventure. Right. And the brand was very much living in that world. Um, because the only the only part of the clothing industry that was really interested in sustainability and conservation at the time was the outdoor industry. So, you know, our founders, Brian and Mike, started United by Blue when they were both in college at Temple. And they didn't know what products they were making yet, but they knew they wanted to create a company that helped clean the oceans. Definitely. So... The, the product over time has evolved and the industries that we work in have evolved to basically adapt to where people are the most invested in environmental conservation. That's really like at the heart of everything we do. Awesome. And it's, it's been interesting to have this evolution because we're now in much more of a sustainable fashion space and we're trying to continue to push it there even outside of the we're still sort of an outdoor but we are mostly sustainable fashion we're speaking to you know our, our customer profile is we call them the conscious millennial aka like i i, I definitely fit into our um, <laughs> our subset of customers so, so like, you like, it's you <laughs> yeah exactly I'm like i'm talking to myself all the time um but you know they're they're someone who fits into the millennial generation and you know, tends to live in a city, might go hiking on the weekends, might not. They probably have a lot of plants that they take care of. They're interested in global issues. Exactly. So I think especially this year, I mean, 
I feel like it's been like the year of the conscious millennial, at least for the, the people that I'm in circles with. But, exactly. Um, yep. Yep. But anyway, it's it's been interesting to kind of see that evolve over the years, and we very much try to exist in a space where, um, you know, we don't claim to have solved sustainability for clothing, which yeah. is something that I feel like a lot of brands claim is like, oh, like this, this is, you know, the most sustainable clothing you can buy. And um, this is better than that for these reasons. And something we talk about frequently inside the company is that there's no silver bullet to sustainability. Every, if you're creating products and selling them, you're having an impact on the environment. Definitely. So we try and be like, have more conversations with our customers rather than just like market to them constantly and try and convince them of something. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a lot of looking at the pros and cons of things and, you know, saying we decided to go with organic cotton over conventional cotton for these reasons, but it's still not perfect because, right. And you know, that's something that I'm always, it's a hard job to try and bring all of those educational pieces into clothing marketing where you're still trying to get people to buy a product. Definitely. Um, I know this was like a huge tangent. I did not keep it short. Like I <laughs> No, but I think you hit on something really important. I think that, you know, even for, for our business, Edward Joyner, that's the affiliate of the podcast. You know, we're in the same vein of, of, of work as you are, right? And, and I think you hit it right on the head when you said there's no silver bullet for, um, you know, quote unquote, sustainable fashion, sustainable products, because, you know, there are pros and cons to every type of material you use. You know, whether it's where it's sourced, there's so many factors that are involved in a system that's a little bit broken in terms of being the most sustainable it can be. And so what you try to do as a, as a business and what I'm hearing what United by Blue tries to do is it tries to, you know, have that conversation and, and be um, engaged with its community in order to try to inform people to make informed decisions. Right. Uh, I think that's awesome. And, and that's why, you know, when when the company reached out to me, I was so, ex- you know, interested. Right. Um, and I'm going off now too, but let's kind of get into what I have as my next question, Kelly, um, which is kind of more on the creative side again. And, and I'm really curious to know, you know, as a creative, as a photographer, um, you know, what inspires you, um, to do the work that you do? Like what, what right now is inspiring you? I guess I I would say, um, whether it's an individual or whether it's, um, the work itself, what inspires you? It's a good question. I mean, do you want me to gear this more toward like my work with United by Blue or just kind of in general life right now? You know, I, 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 part of me wants to hear both, (laughs) (laughs) but let's, um, let's just do general life for right now. And then if you feel like there's something United by Blue focused, I would love to hear that too. But let's start with, you know, your general life. Cool. So this actually brings me back sort of to my childhood answer um, about kind of always feeling like I was very, like they couldn't relate to, to kids my age, right? And mm-hmm. I felt like it was always because I was I was a very introspective kid, which is why I really liked hanging out with adults because I wanted to have conversations and I wanted, I always kind of had a hard time like letting go and being a crazy kid. Right. And I think as I had gotten older, it's something that has driven me crazy sometimes because I'm constantly analyzing 
myself, my reactions to things, my the way that my personality has evolved over the years. And it very much makes me a, the type of person that likes the little things. And in a way, I feel like I've kind of been thriving in quarantine this year because I've always been a little bit of a homebody. But something that's always made me, I guess, grounded me and also inspired me is really just small things. I've always been fascinated by light and, you know, just kind of sitting and watching how the light changes over the course of like five minutes inside of my apartment at sunset. Hmm. You know, that's the sort of thing that I feel like really brings me back to, I mean, my photography, because all photography is, is, is capturing light, but also just realizing that, you know, the moment you're in is never going to happen again. The exact light that you're seeing on this exact day is not going to happen again. Yeah. And just kind of taking myself out of the things I'm worried about on a daily basis, you know, like, you know, politics and racial injustice and work and, you know, my dog, like, like things that are constantly running through my mind and trying to take a step back and just observe things. Definitely. It's something that's, you know, constantly a, a foundation of my life, but I think especially recently it's, it's helped me stay sane Definitely. and inspired. Definitely, definitely. Have you had any opportunities to, you know, obviously you're really, really busy with uh, UBB United by Blue. Have you had, you know, time to kind of, you know, personally, you know, go out, shoot or do anything for yourself just for leisure? Or has it been pretty um, stressful here the last couple of weeks for you? Uh, it's been busy. I mean, I'm, I'm lucky that I can say that even when my job is stressful, I feel fulfilled by it. Um, so it's not like I'm totally burnt out and don't feel like I get to do anything creative, right? Right, so right. The other the other reason I haven't really done much personal work over the last year is because of COVID. Because yeah. a lot of the personal work that I like to do is portrait-based. And, you know, I'm. it's just so hard to organize photo shoots right now and, yeah. you know, trying to figure out everybody's comfort levels and... Um, I'm just trying to play it really safe. <laughs> so no, I totally I've sort understand. of been on a hiatus from um, test shoots and and things like that. But hopefully we'll be able to do more next year. I've been taking a few personal shots. I've, I've done a few, which is kind of still lifes around my house. Right. And, you know, <laughs> my, my boyfriend, I've been with him for three years at this point. And... You know, he now knows when to call me into the other room because he's like, the light in the bedroom's nuts right now. <laughs> so, that's and then awesome. I'll, you know, set up a little still life. And, and that's fun for me. Just like a quick 10 minutes to just flex some creative muscles and take some nice pictures. Definitely. Of just kind of our quarantine life right now. But that's about it. Definitely, definitely. It's definitely, I mean, I think COVID, we can't even, we can't forget about COVID. There's been so, it's 2020, man. So much, so much happening. COVID-19 is still you know, a huge influence. So I, I cannot blame you for keeping it, you know, safe and, and trying to be as safe as you possibly can be. Cause that's what, that's what we're doing as well. Um, you know, but anyways, I, I kind of want to know also Kelly that, um, you know, in terms of United by Blue, how, how do you describe your role at the company? Like, what would you say that your, you know, primary objective is at United by Blue? So my official 
is a senior brand marketing manager. So I oversee the creative portion of our marketing team. Um, the other parts are, you know, e-commerce and customer service. So, you know, under me is copy, social media, right. graphic design, photography, and it's 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 a pretty small creative team. Um, but everyone that's on that team is, you know, super focused and great at what they do. Definitely. And I feel lucky to be able to you know, brainstorm with this group of people and, you know, kind of look at the messages we're trying to put out throughout the week and just work together to create some, some really cool marketing pieces, whether it's on email or, you know, we're sending a bunch of print catalogs now. So wow. we always have a bunch of stuff going on, but, and I'm, and I'm still very hands-on. Yeah. Um, we, we had to unfortunately make some layoffs earlier in the year which was really tough. Uh, we lost a big portion of our wholesale business when a lot of retail stores closed. Mm. So what we projected to do for the year really changed as of March. And, you know, the company had to let go of some employees. So even before that, I was very hands-on. Yeah. But after that, you know, I'm I'm currently our in-house copywriter in addition to everything else. Right, right. So um, it's, it's a lot of, you know, trying to take a step back and look at, what are the things we need to communicate this week? Sometimes that's, you know, on a global issues level. Sometimes it's just talking about some new sweaters and what recycled cotton means. Right. Um, but then it's really making all of that happen across channels and communicate the right things to, um, to my team who then pulls off great graphic design or still like photography um, or just an Instagram post. Definitely, definitely. And what 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 is the breadth, or you know, what are the channels that you guys are you know heavily heavily using? I'm really curious to know just um, from a from a consumer standpoint and from a from a business standpoint. What are those channels that you guys are focused in on? Uh, I'd say print catalogs and email are the biggest for us. Um, emails emails huge. Email is definitely how we consistently talk with our customers and Instagram too. Instagram is, I think as many other companies are our main social media channel right? and it's changing constantly, you know, like TikTok got big and then reels were released for Instagram. So exactly. we feel like we're always trying to keep up yeah. with the content needs on Instagram and take what we're talking about on other channels and make it special for, for social media. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Something that's really interesting, um, the landscape is always changing. Uh, like you said, TikTok is, uh, I think, a, is an interesting place for businesses right now. Um, obviously, Instagram is, 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 is going to be a player and has been a player for a long, for a long number of years now. But um, I, I kind of want to lead us into the kind of the final moments of this podcast, Kelly. And I want to ask two specific questions before asking, you know, where can people find out more about you? And the two questions I want to ask are, you know, advice-driven questions for both marketing and for photography. So let's let's start with marketing first. Um, you know, being the individual you are at UBB, you know, your role in the marketing department, you know, what is one piece of advice you would give to someone um, who, you know, wants to get more involved in marketing, whether it be, uh, you know, if it was United by Blue, if it was a different lifestyle brand, um, what are some, what is one, well, I know it's tough, one, one piece of advice 
that you would give to them who give to someone who who wants to you know enter into that profession it's a very good question um trying to think back to myself (laughs) coming into the workforce (laughs) you know i overarching i mean the the big piece of advice i would have is to consider the role that you want work to play in your life Mm -hmm. and the reason i say that is you know, I went to school at the University of Miami with, <clears throat> I started out in, in journalism, but that ended really fast. <laughs> I, I ended up double majoring in uh, studio art, concentration in photography, and then uh, advertising with a concentration in creative. And when I was getting ready to graduate, a lot of my classmates were going off to these really big, prestigious agencies, the ones who we had been studying, like Crispin Porter, and these ad agencies that, like, work people, like, crazy, especially when you're right out of college and you're pulling on nighters. Personally, when I was in college, I was hustling really hard, and I was very burned out by the end of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I was working... It's, it's very funny if you see me because I, I don't look like one, but I was working as a security guard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was working the overnight shifts. It was just at the like dorms in our, yeah, at the college. No, but, absolutely. You know, I was, absolutely. I was working 9.45 p.m. to 8 a.m. a few nights a week and then going to my dorm, napping for like two hours, then going to class all day. And then I was doing some freelance photography work locally to try and like build a commercial portfolio. Definitely. So honestly, my junior and senior year, I barely slept. I was pulling all nighters for my ad classes, which were really competitive. And I was just so ready to leave. Yeah. And what was considered like being a success once you left ad school was, like I said, going to one of these, you know, big agencies or going to a very like cool, big established brand and coming in as like a, you know, social media intern or something. Right. But all of those places really, really had reputations for like working you to the bone. Mm-hmm. And personally, as I was leaving college, I was like, I can't wait to have a nine to five and sleep like a normal person. <laughs> so I, I ended up, you know, kind of searching for smaller brands that I could do more for and help build, Definitely. which is how I found United by Blue. And my kind of personal mentor in college was the head of the ad school. And I remember her, you know, sitting me down my senior year as we were working on portfolios and telling me that she thought I was doing myself a disservice by going that route. Hmm. And that I was selling myself short Hmm. and I wasn't pushing hard enough and that I could be better than that. And, you know, I told her, I was like, I don't, I don't really want, I don't really need the cool factor. Like I just want to be able to pay my bills and enjoy my life and do something I enjoy for work. And that's about it. And I wasn't totally sure of my decision, but it just felt right. And I found UBB, 
And at the time there were like six employees. So it was really small. <laughs> and six years later, I'm still here. And it's like a 40 person company now. I still love my job. I've, I feel like I've like helped it grow up at this point. Definitely. Because <clears throat> it's only 10 years old and I've been there for six. But so many of my friends who went to these big ad agencies or went to really big established fast fashion companies that kind of churn people out like it's nothing. It they're on like their fifth and sixth jobs yeah. at this point, if not more. And a lot of them are still kind of searching for something that feels good. So my advice is coming from a, a very, very personal place. Um, but I do feel like it has merit to it for a lot of people is instead of chasing something that feels like it'll look good on LinkedIn or people will look at you from the outside and say like, well, this person has such a cool job, you know, look at how well they did with their life. Mm -hmm. Just do something that's going to make you feel good at the end of the day. Do something that's going to allow you to have a balanced life and help you feel like you're really playing a role in something good. Definitely. And I think you'll feel good about it. Definitely. I, and I love that answer too. And it speaks very heavily to like a self-awareness that you had. Right. And I think that for a lot of people, we live our lives through, you know, what other people will think about us. And, you know, whether that is, you know, someone will think that you're not as, you know, you're selling yourself short, like your advisor said, or your mentor said. Um, or if it's your friend telling you you could do better or that, you know, oh, that's nice. But, you know, in the back of their head, they're thinking that it won't be. It's not really about them at the end of the day. It's about, you know, your personal happiness and being aware of that. And I think that's really, really key in, in what you just said. And thank you. Thank you for sharing that, too. Um, the, the, the next question I want to ask is more photography based. And it is, you know, what is one piece of advice you would give to someone who wants to improve their photography I honestly would kind of go back to my my film years with this is that if you have access to any sort of film developing lab start there you know it it, it kind of feels like a lost romantic art at this point because um, even if you shoot film now you probably take it to a local film lab to develop but I think that shooting on film teaches you decisiveness in a way that shooting something with your iPhone or digital camera, and they're great. Like I, I definitely don't knock those or think that film is, you know, superior to them. Cause I, I shoot on everything from my iPhone to a digital camera to like, I have a bunch of film cameras as well. But what, what I think that that film teaches you is to take your time and make choices before you hit the shutter which I think is kind of rare with a photographer nowadays because you can just fire off a million photos on your iPhone yep. and you'll find one you like right but with film you know if you're shooting medium format you might have 12 shots for a roll yep. or six shots for a roll yep. and they're expensive rolls of film so you think about how much money comes with each press of the shutter. And <laughs> I always think about like, is this the shot? Like, is this worth it? And it, it teaches you to say, okay, I'm not thrilled with how this frame is looking. What do I need to change about it? Yeah. And that's like, if you're shooting still lights or something, if you're out doing street photography, I mean, a, you probably 
would be shooting 35 millimeters, so you have more chances. But, um, you know, it, it allows you to take a step back and try and figure out what is or isn't working about your current photo. And it makes you really study your own work, I think, in a way that digital photography, it's, it's easy to get around that, right? It's easy yeah. to kind of cheat that process. Um, and it kind of takes away that necessary revision, like self-revision process that you need to go through in order to improve everything that you're doing. So definitely, highly recommend shooting film. I think it, it helps you become a better photographer faster. Definitely, definitely, definitely. I love, I love that answer. And Kelly, I thank you. Thank you so much for being so insightful on, on this podcast. Um, the last thing I'm going to ask you is, is just where can people find out more about you, more about United by Blue? Um, more about United by Blue, definitely unitedbyblue.com um, or our Instagram handle is at unitedbyblue. And then as for me, my Instagram handle and website are Kelly Elaine Smith. Um, my website is kellyelainesmith.com and my handle is at Kelly Elaine Smith. I update my Instagram much more often than my website these days. That's the uh, symptom of working in-house instead of freelance. So <laughs> yep. probably recommend Instagram over my website, but definitely check both out if you're interested. Most definitely. And we'll be sure to have uh, all of that information down in the description. Um, Kelly, it was a pleasure having you as a guest. It really was. Thank you for um, you know coming on and and dropping some gems, some knowledge. <laughs> we really appreciate you. I'm glad you found them useful. <laughs> Thank you for having me. This was great. This is my first, uh, my first ever podcast. So very exciting. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Beyond the Garment podcast. We hope you gained some value from it. Wherever you are in the world, have a wonderful rest of your day. And we'll see you next time.